You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 175. Oh, did, did I just get an echo there? I want to sound cool, but I don't want to sound like a fucking robot. Um, episode 175, we've got Brian McRae, who get this handle. So and anybody that's been following this show from, from the beginning, Brian's been on the show before. Um, but this handle is is a beauty. Um the director of government affairs for Canada with Delta Waterfowl. That's an impressive handle, buddy. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, it almost makes you sound like you shouldn't be wearing a ball hat and a hoodie. Um, <laughs> and you should be wearing a suit and tie. Um, but you know what? Well, the, the, suit, the suit and the tie is right back there. <laughs> but you know, Delta is the duck hunters organization, right? So uh, that's right. So, so why would you be? you know, coming on a show dressed in a suit and tie when you're talking to a bunch of duck hunters. Um, so welcome, Brian McRae, everybody. Um, Philly is on with us, coming to us from Port Perry. Mark had something come up. He said uh, to send his apologies to you. He's Ryan, celebrating because, Valentine's Day. Oh, he didn't come right out and say it, but I didn't think about it. That's what he's doing. I'm just chirping. No, actually, I don't think so. I don't think him and Josette. I, they they I don't, don't. I'm just, I'm no, just chirping. Josette's not the type of girl that expects um flowers and stuff like that so um but anyways he did want to send his regrets and uh, and apologize that he wasn't going to be able to make it on brian uh he was looking forward to talking to you about a few things especially with him being down in nova scotia and i know you got some stuff happening down there so we'll get into that but um everybody before we kick off the show um i really really do appreciate all the support that you've been giving us um and the show by liking and subscribing and, and paying attention to our social media. So please keep it up. Um, and uh, hey, listen, don't be afraid to shoot, give a shout out to Jeff Coates as well, the, the voice of, of the Union 0430. 0430. Sorry, my newfie was coming out at me there, right? The Lord Thundering. Lord Thundering Jesus. Um, so that's that, Brian, buddy. Um, welcome back. It's been a long, man, it's been a long time since you've been on, and it's been a lot of, hey, Brian, are you available next week? Hey, Brian, yes. can you come on the show? Uh, I, I can't, and I get it, man. You're you're busy with work and a young family. I, I totally get it, so I really do appreciate you carving some time out of your schedule and, and coming on tonight. Yeah, it was funny you, you mentioned that. I was, I was thinking today, I, I think it's probably been – a year and a half or maybe longer maybe two years since since i've been on it's yeah. it's been a while and we've it been has. we've been trying to schedule this for a while so my apologies <laughs> no 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 need to apologize it's all good but you know what it's good to know too though um if anybody thinks that these organizations you know like du delta ofah um all these conservation you know organizations that are out there if you think they're not doing anything, 
come come check their their daily schedule and uh, you quickly find out that they are doing something because and then and then you got uh, Bryce that's that's playing Triple A hockey, so you know that's uh, yeah he keeps us busy too. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine doing being a hockey dad right now. Ah, uh, you I, know what? We were always that family who said no. Our kids aren't playing hockey and we got to the age of seven we were yeah. good we thought we were in the clear you had a good one, run brian yeah we had a good mm. run one day he comes home he's like mom dad i'd like to try hockey and we just kind of did the oh damn it there, go. <laughs> there goes the bank account there it goes yeah. yeah uh it's good though it's good it's uh yeah he's uh he's busy playing with the u13 oshawa generals uh team and we got uh regular season's winding down and we're gearing up for playoffs for a good playoff run. So it's, it's fun to watch. They're having a great year too, right? Yeah, they're, they're having a real good year. It, uh, it's, it's been fun to watch and we've got uh playoff pool. They changed them up a little bit this year, but there's six teams in our loop and their top two are moving on to the OMHA red hat championships. And if our boys play the way they, they can, then uh, we should be booking a date to Kingston at the end of March. So hopefully awesome. fingers crossed. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you'll have to let me know. You'll have to let me know for sure. But hey, let's let's get into this. And and I know, um, I know you've got a hockey sock full of stuff. Um, keeping with the hockey team. Uh, I know you got a lot of stuff that's on the go, um, Canada wide with regards to Delta. But just um, because I'm in Ontario, me and Phil are in Ontario, and and people are actually wondering right now. Because the word is out, right? Like this crane hunt is going to happen, and I know Delta was, Delta was involved in in this uh, heavily, uh, with CWS and and the whole bit. So you know, um, let's dispel any kind of, you know, rumors or or whatever that's out there. Um, where are we at right now with this with this crane? Like, are we talking fall of twenty twenty four? No, it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen this that that quick, uh, unfortunately. Um, so the question period. So let me back up. So yeah, for probably fifteen years or more, Delta Waterfowl has been advocating for a crane hunt in Ontario. I know OFH was advocating for as long. Uh, a lot of science has gone into it. You know, we're talking about the eastern population of the Sandhill crane here, mm-hmm. and. Um, we started to kind of get rumors of a potential proposal coming down the pipe. Uh, So obviously uh, I sit on uh, Delta waterfowl has actually two seats uh, on the Ontario waterfowl advisory committee. So OWAC, I sit on, on one of those and kind of some of the the proposals kind of, kind of funnel through that committee uh, to get feedback from stakeholders, et cetera, uh, before it kind of hits the, hits the proposal stage, I guess we'll say. Yep. So we started to kind of hear rumors of, of this proposal, which was obviously welcome news. Um, so they had a 30-day window uh, where the notice of consideration is what they call it, is what uh, basically any regulation changes that CWS want to make go in for public consultation. So actually, it just closed. I'm just looking at the date here. Today's Valentine's. I shouldn't have to look at the date for Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> it just closed two days ago. Um, so it closed on February 12th. So at this point now, CWS is going to collect all of the uh, responses and opinions that have been put forward, not only for the Ontario and Quebec, I should say. It's, it's, there's two different 
crane hunts being proposed. Okay. Um, obviously with the, yeah. So the Ontario one is, is they had to do them in two different notice of considerations because they're different provinces. So, right. uh, you know, for the folks in Ontario, they would have just seen the Ontario one, but uh, the Ontario crane hunt, the Quebec crane hunt in select WMUs, if uh, fingers crossed, everything goes well, they have a projected start date of 2026. Oh, so wow. we've got, yeah. So we've got a few years to go, you know, to be, to be totally honest, I, I'm not really sure why the delay uh, in, in that uh, especially with some of the other regulation proposal changes that were in that package are slated for this fall, mm -hmm. which is, uh, you know, the 107 days out, on, out in the Maritimes, which we can talk on, which is obviously good all day dark goose season in Saskatchewan, which is good. Um, so that is good news all day dark. It is. It is. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of excitement with the, with the Sandhill crane hunt. You know, obviously we would have liked to have seen it expanded into some, you know, additional areas, but we have to remember that this is a brand new season. You know, you think kind of liken it to tur the turkey season where it started yeah. slow, right? So, you know, we knew, we knew that if CWS was going to go down this path, they would be starting in areas where the ecological damages were the most. Uh, you right. know, we saw some, that we saw sense. some. Absolutely. We saw some images uh, in, in some of the northern WMUs in the spring of, of crop fields that they're just decimated. Uh, you know, really? Yeah. Some, some ag fields like that I would have never thought of potato fields where the cranes getting in and, and plucking the shoots and obviously the, the plants die. So, um, you know, obviously we're excited about it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we, we submitted our, our approval, uh, you know, our support for this, the whole suite of, regulation changes and I know others did as well and we put a real push on for our members to to support it and we reached out to other organizations like OFA Ontario yep. Federation of Agriculture to you know get their support in and uh, you know we're we're cautiously optimistic obviously um but we're you know it's it's pretty hard to hide it hide the excitement of a potential crane season in Ontario finally um, yeah. and well and we then, were you know, talking about it we were talking about it a couple it, it was actually pretty it was it actually happened pretty cool, I think, eh, Phil? Like, we were talking about it on the episode a couple weeks ago when it was just you, uh, you, myself, and Mark, and we were talking yeah. about this. You know, we had just got the email saying, hey, this is something that, that's possible. Some regulation changes are coming. We didn't have all the, the things. But that was one of the things that we had brought up, and you, you alluded to it when you said, um, you know, starting off slow like the turkey. Um, I don't think anybody, uh, anybody can dispute the success of the turkey hunt or, or the turkey population in Ontario. Like that was managed properly. It was managed very, very well. Our turkey population, I think, uh, and even Mario Friendly from Final Approach talked about it when he was on the show about a month ago. Like Ontario's got some of the best turkey hunting in North America, hands down. And you cannot dispute that. And and that is a testament to how they ran the program. Um, and you know, there's it, nothing's perfect, but and now with this crane, you know what? I the, the, if it takes it till 2026 before they get it right and they're happy and and they're and they're sure that this is the best way, then you know, uh, another two years really isn't gonna. Well, in fair, like we've gone this long without it. 
Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's, you know, the populations are, are stable and growing. I shouldn't say stable. Yeah. They're, they're growing exponentially every year. Um, yeah. Both both Ontario's population and and Quebec's population. So, Which you know, we're Quebec, Brian. Is uh, it's kind of it's kind of the the same. It kind of if if you look at Ontario map and just mirrored it to Quebec, it's it's kind of the I think it's okay. zone C and zone D, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't quote me on that, so but it's I it's would... agricultural fields uh, right. or areas in in kind of that central Quebec area yep. uh, is yep. where they're starting to focus. So, okay. you know, obviously we're, you know, we're, we're excited about it. Uh, this has been a long time coming, you know, Delta, other organizations put a lot of time, uh, a lot of money uh, effort into science behind it. There's my little Gemma peeking around the corner here. She is. Um, so, you know, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, we have, uh, we have, uh, I'm trying to think, our next OWAC meeting is end of March. I don't, I don't know if we'll have much in update by then, but do um, they know? You know we're we're excited. That, yeah, I, no, I bet, buddy. And and it it has to be, it has to be a a pretty good feather to put in your hat to know that you've, you know, put the time you've put so much time in as an organization. So Delta has put so much time in to try and advocate for this, and now to finally see that it's happening right like that it's got to be a good feeling to know that it that it's come around full circle and and i know there's still lots of work that's left to be done but you know this is a this is a very very positive positive start um yeah you know and that's a, just to jump in real quick there that's yeah. the one that's the one thing with policy and you know my life rule revolves around policy as it relates to kind of duck hunting and you know we produce ducks and, and work to secure the future of duck hunting as an organization and a lot of times you know, you, you, it feels like you're pounding the head, your head against the wall or you're not, yeah. you don't feel like you're making the progress you, you want to be making, or sometimes yeah. it takes years um, mm -hmm. for something to come to fruition. Uh, but when you do get those victories, it's, it, it's, oh, you, you do bet. feel good. And you know what, it's, it, for me, you know, I've been in the policy world uh, for hunting for a long time now, and, and obviously focused on, on waterfowling. It's, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of fun for me it's rewarding and you know you start to get talking about opportunities like this and we'll talk about some of the other ones as the show goes on it's for me that's you know that's that really gets me going and i, I you know i get excited yeah. about it and when you get the community behind you and you get other duck hunters and goose hunters and waterfowlers kind of you know rowing in the same direction and and you know you start you start talking about you know actual factual information and you start throwing out science and you there all the reasons why you know that stuff's hard to kind of talk against right um yeah so it's you know the policy world you you have a lot of you have a lot of unsuccesses <laughs> unsuccessful attempts before you know before you get a lot of wins but um you know when the wins come they're they're noticeable and i think this is a prime example if you know i'm going to be off of this here when we get that sand hill crane hunt uh, oh buddy i i can't you know it's going to be a big one it's going to be it's going to be awesome well, I'm just thinking, like, so first off, I guess the first question, and maybe you don't even know this yet, but is it going to be like a, a tag system? So like one bird or or it's going to be, you got your small game, your waterfowl license, you're allowed one every day or whatever. So that was, that was one of the big questions and, you know, all the comments brought out about, oh, well, let's, let's do a tag system. Uh, and in, in theory, when you hear that, you know what? Yeah, it makes sense. But if you take a step back, you know, at the federal level for, for migratory birds, 
there is no there is no online licensing system there is no tag system like yeah. the province has with all of our you know our yeah, deer and moose and bear and turkey tags so they would have to you know cws the feds would have to pretty much create a program yeah. and it it's not it's not viably yeah uh, fiscally it's not the right thing to do if fiscally yeah. responsible it's it's not yeah. so what the what the proposal is it's a it's a daily bag of one with a possession of one but obviously with the regulation changes in the last round uh with regards to birds being processed you know the possession mm -hmm. of one is the ones they're processed you know so yeah it's yeah. it's it's a it's a means to get the, the hunt started and yeah. uh for those that want to be able to 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 chase the sand hill uh in ontario with this proposal the, you know that's gonna that's gonna provide the opportunity and our our you know our hope is that the you know the, the the hunt goes well and when they do the review of it then you know we'll continue to push like we have been but for expanded areas because there are other areas in ontario where uh you know we've heard from from folks around the province uh yep. we know from you know reports and and seeing seeing pictures and images and stuff sent to us uh, you know, our, our goal is, you know, to get this hunt and to continue to expand it and make it a viable, sustainable hunt for Ontario. That's at the end of the day, that's what we as hunters want. We, you know, we don't want to push for something that's not sustainable. We yeah, want the populations right. to continue to grow. So, yeah. um, is you know, this going to be for like select, select units or how are they going to lay this out? Yeah. So there's, uh, and I don't have the exact numbers. I, I want to say it's 14 different M, uh, WMUs that have been. Uh, selected wow. by CWS and they're they are in the kind of that central region of Ontario um Manitoulin Island uh, Manitoulin Island is, is one of those areas yeah uh, but also uh like Iroquois uh, Kirkland Lake which kind of funnels over into the Quebec side of the border where their hunt is going to be too so yeah, uh again I don't have them I can get them for you but there's I think yeah. there's 14 and it's it's going to be designated to farmland obviously they're really focusing on the ag uh, where yeah, the yeah. where the econ you know the economic loss is no, the absolutely. largest to start. So no, I've and, even and, seen and you, like oh go for it, Phil. Sorry, like not to get super off, like sidetrack. And I, I think I may have brought this up in a previous episode, but like I was spring turkey hunting with my father like a number of years ago, and we were hunting a freshly planted bean field, and my dad ended up shooting a jake because my dad would take ten jakes over one tom any day. Yeah, and um. We cut that neck open, bean seeds, mm -hmm. just full to the hilt, bean seeds. Like, and it was a, it was a flock of like, shit, 10, 12 jakes. And they were just cruising the field, leaning yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, obviously, you know, you look at, you know, what the goose population will do to like a wheat field in the fall, you'd be surprised, you know, what a couple turkeys will do to a freshly planted field in the springtime. Like, well, right. you get a, those you get a field with a beating. You get a field with a couple hundred sandmill cranes in it. That's what <clears> I was, <throat> that's what I was getting at. Like you're yeah. saying, so, so the farmers, um, and, and let's not forget, um, just how important a role that the farmers have in all of this, um, because I think we'd be pretty foolish to say that with that population continually growing, that sandhill population I'm talking about, with that continually growing and affecting the farmer's yield, um, that's a big, big uh, motivator for CWS to get involved, I, I would think, right? And then 
and then of course Delta Delta gets involved in that, and then the other conservation authorities and and all this stuff. So it, it it's all a big beautiful team once it all comes together and everybody's playing in the same sandbox. Um, but you know when it comes to when it comes to this side of things now, so like the the I always look at at things like this. So now if you're bringing in this sandhill crane hunt, and and for our listeners that are from south of the border in the United States, like I don't think you guys quite understand just how huge Ontario is. Like you could take, I'm pretty sure you could take two states of Texas and fit in Ontario. And probably you can even get a third state of Texas in Ontario. So, I can look this up. Yeah. So um in that area in central Ontario, like I'm not saying there's nothing up there, but I'm expecting that a huge boost into the tourism, the hotels, the outfitters, like this is going to economically, this should be, uh, I wouldn't say a boom, but there should be an increase in some economics in those areas with, with hunters possibly traveling up because they'll want to take, they'll want to, they'll want to be a part of this sandhill crane hunt right well you know it's 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 a desirable game species bird right uh there's a lot of folks that have sandhill crane yep. on their on their bucket list and mm -hmm. for a lot of years we didn't we didn't think that was going to be possible or you know it would be a long time coming in ontario and and here with the proposal that's you know the notice of consideration is the first step you know i you know we're hopeful that we're hopeful that the hunters of ontario you know, voice their voice their support for it. You know, and uh, you know, we'll 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 wait with on pins and needles, so to speak, for um, yeah. for CWS to kind of review all that information and and comments back, and and then you know, obviously, put out the final call and final decision. But you know, it's been it's been a lot of work to get here. It's exciting. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's great. It's great for. It's great for waterfowl hunters in Ontario, and uh, it's been a long time coming. And you know, I, I, it's on my list. I, I haven't, I haven't gone out, you know, uh, to the prairies to to chase them. You know, if this if this goes through, I might be putting some calls into some friends up, uh, up in that central region to get Absolutely, up there. Absolutely, buddy. But well, uh, it, it, it's it exciting. Yeah, it, it it is something to behold to see these fucking pterodactyls coming in at you from ten kilometers away. And to hear them, you know, it, it is pretty special. Um, well, and they're showing up everywhere now, right? Like even Hastings this past fall, uh, we were we were having flocks fly over Hastings. You know, I'd go up to pick the kids up from school and there'd be flocks flying over. They were in really the egg egg. fields down the road. Yeah, you're st people are just starting to see them uh, more and more, which, you know, it's just proof that the, the population is is continuing to grow, right? And That's I've awesome. seen them around my parts here too. For sure. I've, I've well, seen I've a couple, seen... couple flocks in Whippy. And my in-laws live up on like the North shore of Lake Scugog. And my father-in-law's oh, yeah. had like, you know, twos and threes out in his field. I've seen, I've seen, I think last fall when I was one of the places I was scouting. Um, and I think there was four there. I've never noticed a flock around here, but I did see four, um, which blew my mind. And then when I talked to some local guys, they had said, yeah, they had seen them before in ones and twos. Um, never in big numbers around here, but we're not a, like, we've got some egg, but we're not a, like, this area isn't huge, huge egg, not like what, say, central Ontario would be, right? 
I'm Brian. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to spend the whole show talking about Ontario and the crane hunt. And I know that Delta is doing some amazing things. And and before we hit the record button, you had talked about you know PEI and and Nova Scotia and then the whole way across you know Canada. Um, what's what's let let's start east and work west. What what's on the go? Sure. Well, so do you want me to do you want me to finish with Ontario and then sure. go, or do you want me to start? Yeah, no, no, no. Go, stick, go across. Yeah, stick, no, stick with Ontario and then we, and then we'll go across. All right. Well, you know, I'll kind of try to do it as succinctly as possible in a rapid fire. But obviously, you know, I often I often joke that Ontario is actually the mini California. Um, you know, if, if something's going to start or something's going to happen, it's in Canada, it's going to start in Ontario. And, you know, our biggest threat in Ontario um, is is really at the municipal level uh, for with regards to hunting access and opportunities. And, you know, municipalities have a lot of power through mm -hmm. their municipal act and you know, so, you know, discharge of firearm bylaws have been incredibly busy, uh, you know, Delta waterfowl, and you guys know my experience uh, in my days with OFH, where I led this file for 14 years, you know, um, Delta waterfowl is, is kind of a leading organization now uh, in fighting these discharge of firearm bylaws. In the last year alone, I just actually did, uh, it was up to Barry two weekends ago, I guess. And I spoke at the regional directors meeting yeah. and in the last year alone, we've been involved in 10 different discharge firearm bylaws across, uh, across Ontario. And every one of these is seeking to restrict, you know, hunting, shooting yeah. at some capacity. Six of those are still ongoing and they don't all, they're not all in kind of heavily urbanized centers either where people think, you know, uh, right off the bat, like we've got ongoing ones in the municipality of Tomogamy, and there's discussions going on in Timmins. Um, now, don't get really? don't get me wrong. We still have a lot. We still have a lot going on, you know, in and around Simcoe, town of Innisfil, township of Romera. We got stuff going on, township of Mono, um, Tiny. Um, but um, in a lot of these, uh, in a lot of these ones that are, well, in all of them that are ongoing, Delta Waterfowl has already kind of made contact. We've offered, you know, our expertise and experience in working on these. You know, I've, I mentioned to you, and I know we've talked about this in the past, but probably in the last 12, 12 to 13 years, I've been before 70, over 70 different municipalities working mm -hmm. on discharge of fire and bylaws. So, you know, um, you know, I feel pretty confident in, in our abilities to, to, to kind of steer the, steer the ship and offer that, you know, that uh, reputable uh, experience and, and expertise. Reason, right? Well, absolutely. And, you know, you can't come in just, you know, quote unquote guns a blazing you know you have That's to right. respect you have to respect that there are views on the other side and you know our goal is to uh, although we want to eliminate as much as possible these restrictions you know probably a better word that i like to keep in my mind is minimize and mm -hmm. you know what what might come out at the end uh is definitely not what it started as and that's that's one of the parts of my job that is is diff different and difficult for some people to see um and or really understand the impact and it's hard to talk about um about you know where it was to where it is today but uh you know municipal discharge of fire and bylaws are a hot topic in Ontario and they're popping up all over the time and and Delta Waterfowl is you know we are we are leading the charge and and fighting against those for not only duck hunters and goose hunters but you know obviously the the greater hunting community i still have you know very good relationships with the folks over at ofh and other organizations at ofmf etc and 
you know, I talk with them on a, on a very regular basis. Cause at the end of the day, we all, we all are, you know, trying to achieve the same things. We have different mandates and we have different visions and goals and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, we don't want to see loss of opportunities. So, you know, we have good conversations there. And then obviously, you know, access to opportunity in Ontario, uh, probably more so than anywhere in the province or in the country, rather, with as much population as we have, especially yeah. uh, when you look south of the French River through Sunday gun hunting initiatives, etc. Um, you know, we've, we've been successful at Springwater, Phil's Backyard, Scugog. Yeah. Um, you know, we're at 190. I just seen, I just seen your post on Scugog that yeah. just happened like last week, right? Uh, yeah, just, just recently. And, you know, it's, it, some of these are long, long kind of drawn out conversations. And sometimes it's, it's, it's year after year. I kind of seem to have these conversations with council until maybe a council changes. And Scugog was, was totally different. They actually, you know, a lot of them thought that they already had it, um, and, uh, you know, their discharge firearm bylaw, you know, a lot of these cases, people can go out and shoot on a Sunday, but they can't go hunt. Um, so it's right. more of a less, it's just never been brought up as a topic of conversation, but, you know, Sunday gun hunting in, in Ontario, we're at 191 municipalities across Southern Ontario. Now the vast majority of Southern Ontario, especially you take out that GTA core where there really isn't any hunting. Um, so we still, you know, we work at a, on a one-off, uh, basis on Sunday gun hunting and discharge of firearm bylaws, but, We've taken our advocacy to the municipal level as well. And we're really, really starting to push those conversations with the province. I made a presentation to the Fish and Wildlife Heritage Commission to uh, on, on kind of the same stuff about, you know, asking the MNRF to get involved in, in these discussions, especially with discharge of firearm bylaws when, you know, municipalities try to restrict uh, access to hunting, as an example. MNR need to kind of step in as a voice and reason. I can I can get up there and preach to the choir and 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 you know talk about all the rules and regulations and you know the, what the norms are. But there are times you know we are successful a lot, but there are times where you know they'll look at you and say, Damien, you just work for a hunting organization. You're just trying yeah. to get more hunting opportunities. And you know I've been at meetings where a conservation officers been right beside me repeats what I say, and they're like. Yes, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, if we can get, if we can get someone from the province um, kind of in our court as well, that'll go a long, long way. So lots, there's a ton of stuff going on in Ontario. Um, How, yeah, like I, uh, I would think Brian, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I would think, um, and I, I'm not going to give it a percentage or, or try and guesstimate it, but I would think that when you walk into these kind of talks, these town hall meetings, um, there is a fair amount of re-education, if if I could use that word, right on on your behalf. So, and and I I could totally get it that you know a council member or a concerned citizen could say, well, listen, you work for you work for a hunting organization. Obviously, you're going to be pro hunting, um, but when you use and, and and I know Delta is a science-backed organization, but when you use science and and statistics and and all those numbers, you you really can't argue it, right? Like if if you're if you're going to play a devil's advocate and have an open mind, um, you can't argue the numbers, you can't argue the stats and and stuff like that. But you know, do you get those you know aha moments where the the switch just flicks and someone goes oh oh really oh, uh, oh. Uh, absolutely and you know i i learned 
I learned really early on, and it's something I, I try to express to folks when I'm talking to them on the phone or through email or at meetings. You know, when you when you go into a council meeting, you're having discussions with a with a mayor or a councillor or a reeve or whatever the situation, any politician about a topic. Yeah. Generally speaking, it's because, you know, they're trying to take something away from us. And, you know, we are passionate folks. We understand it. We're true conservationists. Hunters are true conservationists. And that's a that's a <clears throat> that's a challenging topic to have, a topic of conversation to have with folks who aren't immersed in it. Yeah. And I learned really early on that you have to really be mindful of that. And, you know, my approach for a long time and our approach is, you know, I want to be, we want to be that valuable resource. We want to be the respected voice at the table. Yeah. And that's been, that's been proven for us. And, you know, because of that, we continue to get asked to, you know, the table to have conversations at, at all levels of the government, right from municipal, right up to the federal government. And, you know, there's a lot, you know, when we're talking about hunting in particular, the vast majority of times, you know, a councillor or a staff member at the council or at the township or municipality, or, you know, maybe your MPP or your MP, uh, the, the chances are they're probably not a hunter. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's really making sure that you present the information in a, in a respectful way. You yeah. know, you talk to them, you don't talk down to them, right? That's right. You know, you want to provide that information and back well, everything we, with statistics and say. Well, we've got, like, we, we know an example, and, and I'm not going to try and put you on the spot here, Brian, but I know for Phil and I, um, we can, we can talk about it, but like, we know, we know of an organization that, that would walk into these meetings, uh, no pun intended, but guns a blazing and, and very aggressive. And, and like the old saying goes, you will get more bees with honey than you will vinegar. Right. Um, and, and which is so true because we know, we know of an organization that, that is very, I, I don't want to say the word rude or anything like that, but, but I don't think they, they aggressive. Time to, yeah, very aggressive, and and it doesn't work out for them because then they're not invited back to talk because yeah. they, you know what I mean. So you you do you've got to be respectful, and we talked about it on this show a bunch of times. Like the majority of people view hunters as a bunch of knuckle dragon barbarians, right? And and there is a population of people out there that honestly think that. So when, they also think the world's flat too. By the well, way. Th this is true. But when, yeah. but Brian, when you and and people like you that do the job that you do, when you walk in and and you're prepared, um, science based, and you could be respectful and and get up and talk and and talk facts and not just pulling shit out of your ass. Again, yeah. no pun intended. Um, then I would think people are going to be much more respect. Uh, receptive of the message that you're saying of course there's always going to be people that just they're not going to buy what you're selling absolutely not and and that's just that's just life and and you can't please everybody but you know for you to say um delta waterfowl has two two chairs on the ontario hunting uh world right like two chairs for delta there i know that you get involved with the Canadian, like federal government, um, to be invited to sit in on those discussions is says a lot about your organization, right? 
because not everybody gets invited to come in and sit in on these discussions and and these planning processes. So uh, I agree, you've got the you've got to treat it um, with kid gloves, right? Like you can't walk in there kicking in a door saying we're going to change this and and. Well, that's it. Like you, you, I tell people, you got to harness you got to harness the you got to harness your passion. You know, it's mm -hmm. great it's great to have passion. But you can't let the passion boil over, which can which can happen. Hey, I've been in, <laughs> I've been in, I've been in meetings where, like, on the inside, I am I am pulling my hair out. Um, but you've got to, you know, you've got to harness it. And you know, I'm always a, you know, especially in situations, you know, you kill them with kindness, and you just keep, you keep just, you keep saying, well, you know what? Here, here are actually the facts with regards to topic X. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and and you give, you know, you know, I always talk about public safety. You know, hunting is one of the safest recreational activities a person can participate in. The Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry tracks hunting accidents over the course of every year, and they have since before 1967 when the Hunter Education Program came in. Yeah. You know, the, the accident rate is, you know, about, I think it's 6.6 .6 accidents a year. Well, if you do the math, there's approximately 450 to 470,000 licensed hunters in Ontario. If one, if yeah. those hunters just hunted one time, the accident rate is 0 .00 zero zero one four that's pretty damn small and we that know that crazy. there are millions we know there are millions of hundred days invested over the course of a year right mm -hmm. so you know you just you keep presenting stuff like that and and the ministry their provincial organization you can get those statistics they'll provide them to you i'm just relaying yeah. them to you right so it's right. to your point you got to harness them you got to harness that passion that's that's challenging for some um but uh it, that's going to get you a lot a lot further uh, when you're having these discussions, I would love to know what would be in like comparison of like hunting related access accidents to like fishing related accidents. Like how many guys go through the ice every winter? No, it'd be a hell of a lot more. So I, I haven't, the, I haven't the, researched the it in a while. The difference in numbers would be freaking astronomical, but hunters you know, are like the antichrist and the devil. Well, that's, you know, so like I, Years ago, I had the statistics and I'd have to double check them. They may, you know, they might have changed a little bit since, since I researched the last, but you had a better chance of getting struck by lightning than injured by a hunter. Yeah. You now, know, that's a powerful now, state. Now, people, people now, look at you. Here's my philosophy on that. They say like the chances of getting struck by lightning is like what, one in three million? No, it's 50 50. It'll happen where it won't. So funny, funny story on this. I actually, uh, I don't, I don't remember it was. It might have been actually in Whitby when we were dealing with the Whitby discharge of firearms bylaw. You'd remember. I was ten years over, ago, buddy. I was at every meeting. Man, I I made so many presentations there um, when I, I was with my days with OFH. But I remember I I made a comment. I think it was there, and it was about you know hunting is a safe activity. You got a better chance of struck by being struck by lightning. And there was a couple of them started smirking and I didn't kind of know what to expect. Well, sure as shit. One of the counselors had been struck by, struck by lightning. I was like, touche. Oh, and so I turned it on him and I was like, have you ever been injured by a hunter? He said, no. I said, yeah, point, yeah, there you go. You proved my point. Right. But yeah, I was, I was actually <laughs> all you, over. But, yeah. I was all over those meetings. Like when I went down with Whippy and like we completely lost hunting for a whole season. Yeah. It was two really? years, two years, two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was but, at the town council. I was at all the meetings. Yeah. So, but to your point, like hunting is an extremely safe activity. And it's for a variety of reasons. Your provincial hunter said hunter safety courses, 
your federal firearms, uh, you know, your Canadian firearms uh, safety course, you have to do, you know, all of the provincial rules and regulations and, and game seasons that are in place. There's a number of factors that go into it, right? So well, it's just explaining and, and to let, your point, you got to explain that to people who don't know it, right? Well, and and then add, you know, you've got all these regulations and all this stuff. And then let's not let's not forget the Facebook police that are out there too, because they're fucking make a mistake oh, on the fucking best. Facebook. <laughs> they're make a mistake on Facebook. And I see, I, I got to tell this story because it, because it's awesome. And, and this just goes to show how much people pay attention. Right. So last, it would have been at the beginning of the season or so like our season hadn't started yet. And, and the guy is obviously uh, indigenous Obviously, you can see, like, as soon as he put the post on, his name, his picture, like, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out that this guy was indigenous. And he's up in, say, on James, James Bay. Up in James Bay. And and he puts up a picture, and it's a beautiful picture, like a beautiful scenery, the whole bit, and, and he's got a bunch of geese, right? And And the guy was like what Facebook is meant for. Hey, listen, look at me. Look what I did today. This is awesome. I had a great day out. I shot some geese. I'm going to feed my family, whatever. You know what I mean? And then all these people starts jumping in and parachuting in. Season's not open yet. And I'm like, are you guys, like you guys are, are really that fucked. Like you're just looking for a fight. That's all you're doing. You're looking, you didn't pay attention to his name. You didn't pay attention to the, to the picture you didn't click on his profile to see where he's actually living nothing so anyways long long-winded regulations all that stuff is good but let's not forget the facebook police that that police all the regulations and and dare not ask anybody hey can anybody identify this bird for me so, hey i, I and, and that's I've the long... problem that's the problem with facebook nowadays is zero accountability because back in the day people were getting punched in the teeth and Absolutely. it solved everything mm -hmm. Well, and I, you know, I've, I've long said that, you know, hunters, shooters were our own worst enemy. Oh, 100%. We, we have, we have enough folks out there who are trying to shut down seasons, who are trying to shut down areas, who are just against hunting in general, even though it's a nationally and provincially recognized heritage activity. We don't need to be fighting amongst each other. We're not always going to agree on everything. That's right. But man, we gotta we gotta show some love. Like we're all in this together. Right? Yeah, we've and... got to, We've we're all we're all. I don't want to say fighting, but we're all advocating for for the same result, right? Um, that's right. Ultimately, and that's so... you know that's and a lot of the work I do, right? Even at the municipal level, and and uh, you know with discharge firearm bylaws and Sunday gun hunting. Yeah, we're a duck hunters organization. Our focus is ducks and geese, and but I the benefit, but the benefits are for the hunting community as a whole, yeah, and yeah. the trapping community as a whole, right? Absolutely. Um, well, you know, we that, we support hunting. You know, we're well, a duck a hunters organization, point. but we support hunting. That's a good point, Brian. And I don't think anybody. I, I shouldn't say I don't think anybody because I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence. But the trapping side of things, how important that is with regards to delta's mission you know especially the prairie pothole region and and now you're seeing that it, it's migrating into canada into ontario now because you know um you're starting to see all those predators 
there's a little bit more attention, I would say, in Ontario right now to predator management when it comes to those to those eggs. But for Delta, it I don't want to say that it's not just the ducks. It obviously overarching, it is just the ducks. But you guys are everything involved in protecting that duck population because you have a fabulous program um, for for the trapping and and predator management, right? Yeah. So, you know, you go back to it, you know, our, you know, our, our focus is to produce more ducks and to secure the future of waterfowling and through our intensive predator management programs in the PPR and the Prairie pothole region um, and our hen house program, mm -hmm. duck populations are driven by the breeding grounds. Yep. Period. Yep. It's not, it's not hunting. It's not hunting pressure. It's not regular mortality. It is the breeding grounds and it's the, you know, the vast majority of eggs, duckling egg or duck eggs are getting, you know, uh, eaten by, mm -hmm. by predators. And, you know, through, you know, years and years of, of, of science and research, Delta has, has proven that. And our intensive management program developed with our hen health program, you know, your hen house, you guys saw it at our, at the sportsman show last year, you know, it was a great starter conversation piece. It, it boosts duck population by, you know, seven, 70, 80% because predators can't get those eggs for mallards, right? Really? That so much? Yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Gets them up off the ground and, and predators can't get at them, right? Mallards love those hen houses. Yeah. But to your point yeah. is it's, you know, so the duck populations and, you know, this is great work because we're kind of going into a different direction here, but the, they're, they're totally driven by by the breeding grounds and you know the predation on on duck eggs especially ground ground laying birds um yep. you know it's 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 massive well big focus um, for us absolutely man you know we've been uh we've been about 45 minutes and we haven't even talked about anywhere else in canada <laughs> right now so um let let's let's devote some time talking about so let let's do it let's go east to west brian all right. Sounds good. Well, your timing is perfect, actually. I, I don't know if you saw it today, but I actually put a post on my social media post um, on Facebook today about same topic, uh, same conversation, two different provinces, you know, Sunday gun hunting. I was talking about uh, we just submitted a letter for town of Minto in Ontario, but we've been working uh, a lot to try to get seven day hunting in Prince Edward Island as well yeah. as Nova Scotia and uh, written countless letters to the minister in Prince Edward Island. And uh, we are getting it to the spring legislation um, that should be coming out. I think it starts in April. Um, we're trying to get seven day hunting in PEI, which would be uh, absolutely Absolute. huge. Yeah, yep. PEI right now is the uh, they are ranked last in Canada for providing access to opportunity with regards to seven day hunting. They, they don't permit anything at this moment. Really? So, yeah. So we're, we've been, we've had a full court press, um, out there. Uh, I've met uh, with my colleague, Jim Fisher. We went out to the East coast. We met with, uh, the minister of ECCC out there and, uh, really, and we've been talking with the, uh, natural resources department out there on this, and I think we're getting close. Uh, we had a, there was an article in the Eastern Graphic paper today uh, with our regional director, John Clements, talking about it and quotes from the minister um, that this is the, you know, that's the focus for this spring is to try to get that change. So, you know, the goal and hope is we can get it 
through and uh, potentially fingers crossed maybe we can see seven day hunting in prince edward island which would be you know which would be massive um which, you know you know like from what i know of pei like pei is a tourism driven province um the majority of the money coming into and and listen polly mckinnon uh gias i know you guys listen um, I know you listen to the podcast, so so feel free to to chime in and send me a note if I'm wrong here. Um, but PEI is such a a tourism focused province, and a lot of the money coming into the provinces is, is is driven from the tourism thing. Um, and you cannot deny there is a healthy, healthy flyway. Uh, population of Canada's and ducks that that come through PEI and the fact that I again I'll go to this the economic side of things if, if you had another day of hunting it it's just going to boost and and the numbers are here I'm not saying um open up Sunday hunting and just decimate the population like the population can handle Sunday hunting yeah. So your point is bang on. And actually a couple of those guys uh, chimed in on, on social media today on some of the stuff that I was talking about okay. um, out there uh, with, with the paper, you know, obviously PEI, you're right. There's, you know, there's a lot of folks that, that head to the Island for, you know, for some field goose hunts. Absolutely. It's, it's a, it's big, it's big business, oh, but yeah. you know, the, you know, the economic piece is, is just one small component of it, as you of know, course, right? Of the, course. The, the world, the world has changed. We are not the same world we were 20, 25, 30 years ago, you know, when the days when stores weren't even open. Mm -hmm. We're a 24-7 world now. And, and yeah. this is one of those pieces that just has not evolved with everything else. And for the average working family or students. You know, we're always talking about R3 and recruitment, reactivation, retention. We want to get new people into, into duck hunting and goose hunting. You know, I use myself as an example, right? I'm, I'm, I'm mid forties. I got a family. I got a kid in hockey that takes up a ton of time. Often Sunday mornings are, are really the only time we could probably squeeze out. Now, luckily we're, we're fortunate yeah. our area has it, but you know, a lot of times that's the only day that people can actually get out. And, yeah. you know, so lifestyles are busier. There's no public safety concern because there's no public safety concern from Monday to Saturday. So Sunday's not another day. There's no yeah. science to back the arguments that 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 critters need a day of rest. Critters don't mm -hmm. know what day it is to begin with. That's and right. for and for ducks, you know, they're they're the prey by the since the time they're hat like but when they're yeah. an egg, they're the prey. So yeah. there's there's no science that backs that. Populations are healthy. Um so it's, you know, we're, we're excited. Uh, again, I'll use cautiously optimistic. This is one we've been pushing hard for a while and, you know, big love to, to John Clements, our regional director uh, out there. He's been, he's been really working, working hard on this one too. And uh, we're hopeful that, uh, you know, hopeful that we jump on a plane here early on in the year and, and head out and, and show our love. We, we showed our love with a press release uh, in full support of it. Um, so we're, we're trying hard for, for seven day hunting in, in Prince Edward Island, you know, similarly, we're, we're pushing hard for, uh, Sunday hunting. So it's <laughs> for the, for the average person, it's confusing because we're using different terminology in different provinces, yeah. but you know, PEI, we use seven day hunting Sunday, we're, uh, in Nova Scotia, we're using Sunday hunting here. We use Sunday gun hunting. It's because all the different rules are different everywhere, right. but you know, we've been 
equally uh, pushing hard in, in Nova Scotia. Again, uh, conversations with uh, senior staff at, at the Department of Natural Resources, uh, written letters to the minister, met with the Ontario, or sorry, with the uh, Nova Scotia Federation of Anglers Hunters. I flew out there to meet with their board of directors to, to, to try to get their support. Um, kind of getting kibosh there, uh, but obviously an announcement about three weeks ago made the image very clear for me. They Nova Scotia has just proposed a spring bear hunt, um, which would totally explain why we've been getting nowhere with, with Sunday hunting. They're not going to tackle two, uh, yeah. two big, big topics at the same time. But, um, you know, our hope is we can get PEI. Uh, if we can get PEI on board, then, then it just loads our, you know, loads our, uh, our arsenal up when we go back to have conversations with Nova Scotia, because then Nova Scotia will be the last in Canada you know, Nova Scotia allows two Sundays right now. Uh, everywhere else, uh, especially if we get PEI, uh, yeah. has substantial. You know, Nova Scotia, PEI, Ontario are the only ones that don't have pretty much, pretty much full time Sunday hunting now. So, um, you know, really pushing hard out there on the uh, on those files. You know, Newfoundland. We've been working with our folks and chapters in Newfoundland um, with some concerns with uh, wind energy um out uh, that are that's proposed out there so we've got some some stuff happening in, in Newfoundland um you know coming across we've already kind of talked about Ontario and Quebec uh my my boss and my colleague Jim Fisher he's our VP of policy he's really taken um uh the lead on what we have a program called the shallow wetlands incentive program and it it was first started in Manitoba and basically what it is uh, is was there was a commitment from the provincial government to put money into an endowment fund and what the endowment fund is is incentivizing farmers not to drain their shallow wetlands yeah. uh, in their eggs obviously uh, yeah so you know wetland losses is, is uh yeah, habitat loss is, is the biggest is is it, it, we're losing them like non-stop it's scary and obviously you want to you want ducks you want ducks you need you need those shallow wetlands so what the, the what the swip program is what the acronym is is basically provides incentives to the farmers not to drain them to plant around them in yep. the in the years where there's water if it's a year where they can plant have at it go plant it you know yep. do what yep. you need to do but it provides some 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 dollars to them you know for lost uh lost opportunities yeah. right yeah. so yeah. you know uh we're trying to take that model jim has been doing incredible work uh in alberta we're really pushing hard to get that program expanded into alberta um we're really like a lot of effort's been put into place we're we're trying to trying to secure some funding even in this upcoming budget to at least start the program um but our but our but our hope is we can get manitoba saskatchewan and Alberta, you know, uh, perfect world. We can get these endowment funds set up where, you know, uh, the set in investment will help to fund those uh, payments yeah. to farmers to not drain those critically important shallow wetlands in, Which, in the farm fields. We need those to maintain duck populations. Absolutely. And, and you know, um, I think if you're a duck hunter you, you know the prairie pothole region you you know you know the the all-encompassing um aura that is the prairie pothole region but i i'll give you this as an example so bobby hayes from ducklander calls went up to saskatchewan this fall to hunt and he called me on his way he was leaving and making his way back to the states 
And this man has shot a lot of fucking birds over his life. And he has never seen, he said, I have never seen anything like what I seen out in Saskatchewan. So that's, that's a roundabout way of me saying, listen, um, I know you could live in different parts of the continent, uh, North America, Canada, the United States, but if that prairie pothole region fails, well, then we're failing as we're we're failing as as duck hunters, right? Because everything that hatch that hatch that happens from uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, it is so so huge, and and I know there's hatches that happen other places, but that is the duck factory. Right? Well, we should the next the next time we come on, I should I should get my counterpart Cyrus Baird. Um, from the states to jump on because the prairie pothole region fun it, yeah. it extends into the u.s as well to include yeah. the, the dakotas right dakotas, so yeah you know uh and and you know i know you guys have a lot of listeners and you know south of the border millions you know we talk about millions. a lot of the stuff <laughs> millions. millions we we talk there's we got a ton of stuff going on up here but man you know we so we've got five policy folks on our team obviously there's jim fisher and myself in canada yeah. uh we've got um and we've got three in the states. Uh, we just actually heard, uh, hired our third one uh, last summer, right before Doc Expo uh, for California. We got someone kind of on the oh, Pacific wow. Flyway now, which is great. But the stuff that's going on, you know, if you look at North America as a whole, about the advocacy and the work and the science and the research and everything that goes into what Delta Waterfowl is doing, uh, kind of at the North American scale, it'd make your head spin. It's oh, it's I crazy. That. I believe so it. so one of the, one of these times we'll we'll try to get uh we'll get my my buddy Cyrus to come on with us and yeah, uh, absolutely. you know he can he can he can talk to you know some of the, a lot of the stuff going on um uh going on down in the states even even today our, our chief our chiefs uh our president and chief scientist was was testifying at at uh at congress today um in DC oh, wow. like the, yeah it's just there's so much stuff going on but Is you're you're Dr. absolutely Petrie? right you're talking uh, no no that's uh, Dr. Frank Rohr. Okay. Uh, so Dr. Scott Petrie's our, our CEO. Right. Okay. Yeah. But okay. yeah, you're, you're bang on with the, the PPR. It's, you know, those are, these are areas where the, you know, the vast majority of birds are, are produced. Um, yes, you're right. You know, they have, there's, there's great breeding grounds all across, all across Canada, but that's, that's the money hole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the duck factory, right? Yeah. Um, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, you know, we've all we've all seen the pictures, we've all seen the videos, and and I guess you know I I wanted you to come on, Brian, for for a number of reasons, right? So I wanted you to be able to come on, give an update on on some of the things that are coming up, give an update to the people that are, you know, that are watching from afar on certain things. So let's talk PEI, Nova Scotia, and and then out west, right? Um, but I also wanted you to come on because this is the time of year where and and listen i'm not taking anything away from the hard work that you do brian but you got guys like blake schmurlers john clements those guys that this time billy duggan year, yeah yeah billy dugan yeah um who's who's a fucking beauty i gotta tell yeah. you i fucking love billy um because we worked together when we were that's at right Ducks. That's um true. billy's a fucking beaut i gotta tell you but um, this is the time of year where those guys are just, they're beating the pavement, right? Like they're just, they're on the road, they're traveling, um, they're doing, all the miles, these, yeah. uh, doing all these fundraisers and stuff. And, and I know 
I know everybody out there that's listening, you know, you all work hard for your money and, and Phil and I have talked about this a, a bunch of times. You work hard for your money and you try to stretch your dollars as much as you can, especially in today's world where everything just is increasingly more expensive. But if you're wondering where your money goes when it comes to these fundraising events so let's let's use delta just as this example you know for you to be able to hop on a plane in ontario fly to new uh, to to pei to be able to talk to the government agency that that's money it takes money to be able to do that and to get the the farmers that have an incentive to hey listen i appreciate you not um filling in this hole um here here's some dollars that to compensate you for the loss of yield. That's all that's where your money is going. And and that is something that people need to real I know everybody wants money to stay in their area and 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 I get it. I I really really do. But big picture, that money needs to go into a bucket and and it needs to be sent where it needs to be sent the most. If that makes sense. Um so yeah. I guess the, my biggest thing is, is listen, if you have a chance to get out and support one of these fundraising dinners, please do it. Um, because I, and you've heard me say this on this show a million times that as a duck hunter, as a hunter, it is my responsibility to give back into the hunting community. So it is my responsibility to have a membership to DU, to OFAH, to Delta, to whoever, my responsibility is to give back because I'm taking. I'm taking something from, I've got to give something back. And that is something I truly, truly believe. And I know Phil does as well. Well, you, you hit it, you hit it bang on. Um, you know, obviously those those three, those three lads, they're they're all buttes. I have <laughs> I have regular conversations with uh with all of them and they you know, they're, and they're just part of the team. You know, we've got a, we've yeah. got a massive team at Delta, but they're, you know, I've, I, I've been actually, I chatted with all three of them yesterday and they're all hitting the pavements and they've all got, they've got all got chapter meetings and they've got chapter dinners happening and they're, you know, they're all hitting it out of the park and you're right. <clears throat> you know, everything, everything takes money. One of the, one of the big things with, with Delta chapters and, you know, especially, especially in Canada and, and especially in Ontario because of the population, you know, we are, I, I hate to say open for business because that's a kind of a lame term, but we have a really serious, keen interest in growing our brand. Um, we want to, we know there's a lot of duck hunters and we want to, we want to see that increase. And, you know, we actually have a, um, we have a, an information night coming up here just locally. Um, you know, we're hoping to get another chapter going uh, right around my area, kind of the south end of Rice Lake. Lots of interest. You know, we want to see that start to happen more more places than you know all across all across Canada. But you know, my, where I'm going with this is, you know, one of the nice things with with our Delta chapters too, when they do fundraising, you know, percentage of that money stays stays in their community for. Yep. Yeah, you know, uh, to decide what abs absolutely, yeah. and and they're they're putting hen houses out, they're putting duck boxes out, they're doing veteran hunts. You know, Thousand Islands. Uh, yeah. You know, they do a big one every year. We're doing women's events. We're doing youth hunts all across. You know, uh, we're partnering with other organizations to get more folks out waterfowl mm -hmm. hunting. 
get people yeah. out duck hunting, right? Let them experience, let them experience. And once they experience it, I don't have to tell you guys and most people listening, it's an addiction. It's, it's, I, I often have a yeah. hard time explaining what it actually is that draws me to it. And <laughs> well, it's, I would, I wish it, you were around. The, I wish you were here before, like when it was just Phil and I. It it's the fourteenth of February, and Philly is telling me about these areas. Well, actually, you know, because he's already been contacting you. <laughs> Philly yeah. is Philly is already here's the fourteenth of fucking February, and I Philly believe is yeah, he's out scouting right now. He's like, I'm trying to find some little watering holes and hey, shit like this. I was duck like, hunting oh, is a 365 <laughs> day affair. I'm like, Jesus I believe, Christ, Phil. <laughs> I believe funny. my exact my exact message to him was. Oh, I got some beauty spots for that. <laughs> you should probably stop in for a drink. <laughs> I and I just I you know because and and Phil, you just said it when you said you know duck hunting is a three hundred and sixty five day. You you spend all year planning for it, and then it comes. You're chasing and then it's birds, gone. and then it's gone. Yeah. And then, and as soon as it's over, you begin to start planning for. for like I'm, I'm already thinking, what's the next gun I'm going to buy this coming fall? What new decoys? It was hilarious, what, Brian. Like, what honestly. decoys I, am I, I going to sell? Both. I know you both. I can only imagine where the conversation went. What, but... what new decoys am I getting this fall? I, oh, I, yeah. I will. I will say you did touch on something, and you know, I've said it before in my days with OFH. You know, obviously, I'm I'm a duck hunter. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to work with Delta Waterfowl. All organizations are great. Yeah. Um, you know, all organizations have their focus and their Absolutely. mandates and, and, and they're going to focus in on what they do. And I'm, I'm a member of, of many organizations. Um, yeah. And I encourage people to do that. And I know, I know you guys are the same way. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not just saying this because I, I work for, you know, I've got the hat on, but when it comes yeah. to duck hunters, you know, there's, Delta, no one works harder for duck hunters um, because that's our focus. You know, yeah. other organizations have different focus, but they're all great organizations. And, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I will not put down organizations because they all have a focus and they all have a role to play. Absolutely. Um, are we all going to, are we all going to agree on things? Absolutely not, but that's okay. We can, we can tackle topics uh, at different angles and we can come at it from different ways. And sometimes we're not going to agree, but, you know, to your point about, you know, in this day and age, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to stretch our dollars. We have to remember that, you know, organizations, you know, I, I do a lot of work. Our, our team does a lot of work. I said to you, you know, a lot of the work I do, you can't really articulate it so, you know, yeah. about, you know, what I'm doing, you know, every waking, every waking minute, because it's, you know, it, you'd rather watch paint dry, but um, it, it's, we're all doing it for, for the, you know, for us and it's to it's to secure our future and, and to have a legacy and to make sure that our kids and our grandkids and their kids and their you know their grandkids are able to go out and 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 shoot their first mallet or shoot their first spoonie or green wing or whatever the case may be right sandhill right. cranes because it's going to be plentiful in ontario by that point but um you know I, I always say you know support support who you whoever you can uh within your means um, don't, don't extend your means. Um, of course. cause you can, you can show your support in lots of different ways, but, um, you know, I, I'll say that if there's ever any interest in, you know, in what Delta is doing, um, or if, if there's interest in, Hey man, I, I'd, I'd love to get, 
I'd love to learn more about maybe getting a chapter going, you know, please, you know, pass my information on or just absolutely put me a message because we are, you know, we're very interested in, in bringing the community uh, together and, and building it and getting stronger. And that's when we can make more change too. We can affect more change when our numbers are larger. Absolutely. And, and for anybody that is interested in starting a Delta chapter, volunteering, doing whatever, um, reach out to us through our social media. After listening to this, I will put you in contact with Brian or Blake in Ontario. If you're, if you're Quebec and East, I can get you in touch with John Clements. If you're Manitoba West, I'll put you in contact with Billy Dugan and, and listen, we'll get, we'll get you hooked up and, and, and stuff. Um, you know, we we are over our hour mark right now, which which is a good thing because um, there was lots to talk about, Brian. Um, but I will I will end the show on this um, because you talked about it just then when you were saying you're a duck hunter. I've known you for for a number of years, and I've known you long before you started working at Delta. And I can honestly say that you are a hunter. You're a hunter. You're a trapper. Um, you're a dad. Um, so um, if you think Brian is, or, or sometimes people are out of touch with the common, common folk, I guess, uh, I don't really know how else to say it, but Brian, you are the right person for the job because you, you are one of us. You're a hunter. You're, you're a dad. You're a family man. You know, you've, you've got all the regular things that everybody else that we have you're trying to stretch your dollars just let just like the rest of us um so you are the right person for the job and and i'm i'm glad that you're doing it because i love i love seeing your posts and and hearing we don't chat all the time but i love catching up and, and seeing what you're at because um good for you because i i wouldn't be able to do it but uh you know well it's busy that, it's busy but you know what i know you're you're going to your final queue but i will i'm going to follow up with oh, two oh, last things here we go. yeah i'm, I'm looking forward i'm looking forward to seeing you boys hopefully at the sportsman show we'll obviously oh yeah philly's coming down. Philly's, is actually you're coming phil oh, oh philly's coming so oh. at first he was only coming for a day he at first he was like well i think i can come minimum down a for day. minimum a day he said at first I, i'll come down i'll leave because Obviously, we got to get a hotel room and the whole bit. And I'm like, Philly, are you coming down? Do you need a hotel room? All this stuff. He's like, no, no, I'll just drive. I'm just coming down for today. Then the other day, he messages me. And he was like, um, are you getting a suite? And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting. So So my son's coming down. My son's coming down with me, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I said, Cade's coming down. We got a suite. Well, you know, maybe maybe I can crash. I was like, 100. Cade will sleep in the bed with me and, and you get well, the couch, buddy. I'll, well, I'll come down and probably do Thursday. Yeah. And then drive Saturday. down, do Saturday. And he's going to spend the, he's spend the night, social Saturday time night Saturday night and then go home <laughs> Sunday morning. He, he saw our pictures from last year at the restaurant. That's he's oh, all he, interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, mess, message me where you're staying. I'm going to get down to help. I will. Uh, obviously, as you know, we're going to be back in the refuge this year. Delta yep, Waterfall absolutely. will be there. Uh, I've told Blake that I'm going to get down to help as, as much as I can. I can't get there for the full time, but uh, no, definitely looking forward to seeing you guys there. But, um, you know, I, I, I can't do the show without raving about our Doc Expo also. And this year, Buddy, Baton Rouge, man, it last please. year in, in Little Rock, Arkansas was. Billy, you want to go? It is, you know, we're, we're heading to Baton Rouge this year. Um, you know, 
That's what we it, it's Louisiana, it's, buddy. It's gonna you be totally do it. But it's I, I did two duck hunting trips to the no, States no, last no, year. no. This isn't a duck. This is to go down and fucking hang it with our friends. Do you know that Brian went there last year and was sending me pictures? <laughs> Of all of our <laughs> friends. Oh, I know. He was like yeah. hanging out with Brad Sanders, president of Dixie. Yeah, Brad boys. Sanders, Logan Williamson. All the boys. Yeah, all, all the boys. boys. Dude, we got to go. It, we it was, I got to tell you, man, from, you know, a little town boy like myself, uh, going down to that show last year at Little Rock was, it was insane. Um, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine. But this, this year going like to New York. They're they're focus they're focusing on areas. Yeah, yeah, big big waterfall, fucking yeah, yeah big flyway it's, in upstate it's gonna New be, York. It's going to be bigger and better. Yeah, it's going to be bigger and better this year. Uh, super <laughs> oh, excited. The information for any of the listeners there, uh, for the especially with the 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 tens of millions of 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 listeners down mm, in the states going up, right? Um, information's on our website. It's going to be bigger and better than it was. Um, it's it's. I can't even throw the right adjective into my conversation to explain how incredible the show was. Uh, everybody in the duck hunting world was there. It was just, yeah. it was insane. Yeah, I got to go, man. I it's really it's, do. it's intense. It's intense, but. I'm not looking forward I, to fucking June in Louisiana, but. Um. You know what? I, 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 so I, I landed in, uh, when we went to Little Rock last year, got to the airport, landed. We were all kind of meeting up to go out you know, we had a shuttle come over, pick us up. I have never felt heat like we did when I walked out of that airport. I, it just like, it hit you <laughs> like a ton of bricks. And I was like, Amazing man, that to the it was, it was intense. And I heard the only thing that's going to, you know, top that is, is Baton Rouge in July this year. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fellas. Um, Let's let's do it around the table. So, Philly to you, my man. Always a pleasure, Brian. Looking forward to seeing you in uh, what Mer five six Mer weeks time. Four weeks, yeah. man. Four, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. just at Four the weeks. show again. Uh, it's awesome. You know, Delta's you know really pushing for the hunter and definitely is making a lot of headway with uh, getting through to a lot of these municipalities and definitely you know providing the scientific facts that a lot of these you know people need to hear and see about so good work and keep it going buddy thanks pal yeah to you brian my man no i just you know what i i always look forward to coming on i've been on a i don't know if this is my second or third time now but third. always appreciate is uh is it not like yeah. it uh always appreciate coming on and you know obviously when talking about you know talking about duck and goose hunting i could talk all day so um you know and, and we only really scratched the surface about stuff that we're doing but you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, appreciate the support from you guys and, and, uh, you know, appreciate, you know, the, the platform to talk about all the good work that we're trying to do. And, you know, I, I guess just leave it with, if, if there's ever any questions and, you know, I'm on social media, you just have to look my name up. I'm there. It'd probably be a picture of my boy in a Oshawa general's uniform. It won't be hard <laughs> yeah. to find me. Um, but you know, always feel free to reach out to me and, you know, I'm happy to chat with anybody. And if there's something going on or if there's something you want to see changed, you know, again, we're the duck hunters organization. So we're, you know, we are here. I'm the lucky guy that gets to work on this side. I work for, I work for all of our, our members, volunteers and supporters. And, you know, we want to, you know, our goal is to, again, 
secure the future of waterfall hunting in, in North America. So just really appreciate the opportunity to come on. Always enjoy it. No, buddy. Thank you so much. And I know how busy you are and, and I really appreciate it. Um, I'd love to have you come back on and you know, you got an open invite anytime. Um, you just, all you got to do is shoot me a message. Um, I would be very remiss to do an hour and 15 minute show and not talk about wild for hope. And I'm just, if you've managed to, to stay on this show and, and keep listening and I'm ashamed that it's taken me this long to bring it up, but, um, Brian do hold, and I can confidently say this because I've done enough of these fundraising dinners around Ontario that I will say the best fundraising dinner in Ontario happens at wild for hope where Brian raises money for his son, Jace and and gives money back to the to the county that helps people with children with disabilities and and stuff so please um the delta thing is great the ducks thing is great and obviously i'm a duck hunter and i'm a big big fan of all the things that they do but i am going to tell you if, if you're going to put some money somewhere you need to look at wald for hope because when you see the smile on jace's face I guarantee it. It is, um, it's addictive to see that kid smile, um, and I love it. So, um, Brian, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. I really do appreciate it, uh, and I know Philly does as well. Um, we need to get you back on the show. Um, your buddy down in the states would love to have you on. We've had Jim Fisher on in the past. Would love to have Jim back on again because that fucking dude is so smart. Um, I'd love to be able I to love Jim. He's awesome. <laughs> He's so, so smart. I'd um, love to pick his brain. But everybody, this is the Union 0430. We're not experts. We'll never pretend to be experts. We're just a bunch of dudes that love hanging out um, and talking bird hunting. Brian, thanks again. Um, this was episode 175. Be good to one another. Big love. Surround yourself with good people.